1: Alright, welcome back. Uh, basically, Lawrence, you're a massive basketball fan. Yeah. And recently, Kobe Bryant passed away. Yeah. I don't know how many of our fans are actually going to want to hear about this, but I just wanted to do this to find out of you. Yeah. What you were feeling, like, the whole situation, because you're a huge basketball fan. And, like, how would you compare this to, like, sports I like? Like, is there a person that would be... It's hard to find someone
0: to compare. The
1: closest in the UK is David Beckham, right? Right, okay. So we're talking like huge,
0: mega star. A monumental yeah. star. But I don't feel like we know David Beckham as well as people felt like they knew Kobe. Yeah. And there aren't
1: like many folks That's sort of untouchable, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but there also aren't many folklores about David Beckham or like, sort of like, do you remember when David did this? Mm-hmm. It's... You could compare him to uh, Paul, like he's a mixture between Paul Gascoigne and David Beckham because wow. there are the stories of Paul Gascoigne and his charisma uh-huh. and the achievement of David Beckham and okay. him being so good at what uh-huh. he did. But then there aren't many other people who sit up on that level who right. go beyond the sport. That's the. I mean, he okay. represented so much more than like basketball. I think. So, how long have you been a basketball fan? I, I picked it up in the early 2000s when I was about right, 12 so or we're 13. Talking
1: nearly 20 years. Nearly 20 years. Right, oh, huge, yeah. right? It was my my birthday when when he died. Yeah. What was your
0: initial reaction? Someone, uh, Elliot, texted me actually and said, have you seen this? And it was reported by TMZ. And I was just sat there just like, this is one of those fake news pieces because you just couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah. And like everyone else, we were a bit like, yeah, yeah, sure
1: it doesn't seem real does it and
0: also it's like like most people said in the tributes Kobe Bryant's the last person you'd expect to die in a helicopter crash you thought like oh he'll be around for years there's longevity to this guy and so
1: when I heard it he's he's got this like uh, well this is from an outsider looking in when someone is like that charismatic and this is just from everything I've seen after he passed away obviously Mm -hmm. I knew of him beforehand I knew that him and Shaq had a great partnership and that he was a Laker but like when you watch his interviews, like Super handsome, super charismatic, intelligent, Not big, strong boy. guy. Yeah. Like he seems like. Do you know how like Arnold Schwarzenegger seems unbreakable? Like yeah. he'll just l- l- like last forever. Yeah, like he has he, that about him. Like Terminator. Like
0: yeah, like you honestly expected that the next story would be Kobe Bryant jumps into seat and saves helicopter. Yeah, like, yeah. he's
1: more likely to do that than pass away. Yeah, yeah, it's to and, that point.
0: And it was just that it was for the past three or four months we've seen more and more pictures. Everyone's seen the video of him courtside, With his like daughter. chatting
1: to his daughter. Uh, Who was sadly also the girl. who? Yeah, you know, yeah There was nine people in the helicopter on the TMZ thing Did you hear the rumor that they reported it before his wife had even been told they did? Yeah, Yeah. and people said is that they've they've come out afterwards and said no, no, we did check with his people They've said that people know so you're afraid to do the release But how much we could believe TMZ is anyone's guess.
0: Yeah, Um, I, I mean TMZ are journalists or they've got some sort of journalistic code, but they don't seem to really mind. Yeah and there is a big debate going on in journalism right now is whether they did the right thing. Whether whether the family knew or not, it's also like, okay, how immediate do we need to oh. know this news? Does it matter if I know it 10 minutes yeah. after the crash or does it matter if I know it three hours after? You know, because what it led to was a lot of rumours. It led to rumours his whole family was on the helicopter with him.
1: Yeah, I see everyone was getting carried away on Twitter. Yeah, and I mean, even the fact that one of his daughters... Yeah. It's weird because like I'm not obviously a basketball fan and we're in the UK where basketball isn't huge But everyone in the UK knew who Kobe Bryant was Yeah That says a lot for me That means you've crossed over into like Kind of like how McGregor crossed over like from a sport like you become an icon Yeah You become more than a basketball player Do you know what I mean? It's
0: fair to say that at the time when he came along the NBA was suffering Really? uh, Coming into the post-Jordan era like, Michael Jordan was... Was basketball. He was basketball. Yeah. To the mainstream audience, he was basketball. Yeah, he was
1: bigger than the sport.
0: Bigger than the sport. And, you know, he's been in Space Jam, so he penetrated the mainstream. Mm-hmm. He played baseball, weirdly. Yeah. Like, he was just known everywhere as Mr. Successful. Uh-huh. And his personality was that of an alpha male. You're either with me or you're not, you know? And... It, had, it was a very 90s, like, you know, the explosion of all sports in the 90s. and But he he hadn't quite made the internet era. Uh-huh. He hadn't quite gotten into that point. The internet was just taken off at that point. And the NBA was a very early adopter of being international because of David Stern, who also sadly passed away recently. He was like the commissioner, the Dana White, if you like, oh, right, okay. of, um, of the NBA. And so Kobe was one of a few faces of the NBA when it was becoming truly international Mm. when you could begin to get games more regularly when sky Mm. were beginning to look at it more all those kind of things and He was so he was young. He was explosive. Mm. He was um, I heard he was controversial back in the day as well Yeah, he was was a bit of a wild lad. He was a wild guy uh, and you get on a team with Shaq Shaq is famous for having spent his first paycheck just blowing the whole thing. Yeah. And so I think Shaq. Had I mean, been, we've all done that. Yeah. But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Kobe, so Kobe Bryant didn't come out of college. He came out of high school into the NBA and entered the draft. Is that was, really rare? He was, uh, yeah. you Basically, uh, it's rare to the point where it's only happened a couple of times, really. Wow. I think maybe it happened. Uh, there's LeBron. I can't think of many. So others.
1: does that mean he. Basically, like Wayne Rooney, he was able to compete from a very young age when he shouldn't have been.
0: In an era when the NBA was really physical, when you were known, when it was. When basically they were just big motherfuckers. Mm. There were teams who, like the first team that I really remember winning it, and I watched a lot of it and was playing the game, was the Pistons. And the oh. Pistons were just known for being a bunch of assholes. Yeah. And so you could get into fights. You, you know, like you, you also used slapped.
1: to be used to be rougher than what it is now.
0: And that was a real like low era for the NBA.
1: And it's funny Kobe, because football's like that as well, isn't yeah. it? Like that, yeah. And but it was if you think about football, but.
0: The players almost didn't give a fuck that mm. they would fight. Like that was part of the appeal of the NBA. That yeah. it was like at that time, and they were trying to change that because it was not a family thing any
1: At that point, it was uh, you know a bit more of like a a bit more of a football esque sort of sport. Well, because the guys obviously who dominate the NBA are coming from that environment. Yeah, like generally speaking. But think of it this way: if if footballers were six foot ten. And there were 11
0: of them fighting. <laughs> what do you do? Like, That's there's great. something called Malice at the Palace uh. where there was a massive brawl. No one could stop the players because mm. these guys are, even if you're four, like, you're bigger than me, right? Uh. But you're also taller than me. And so I find it hard to stop a guy who's six foot four. Uh. Now I'm imagine a guy who's
1: almost as heavy as you, uh. but is six foot 10. Yeah. Like, Shaq, for example, is a, is a monster. Unstoppable. Yeah. I, I remember watching, I think, Cribs once. Yeah. And this guy's, like, in his bed. He's got a Superman logo on The his big, bed. round bed. Huge big bed. And I was for Shaq, like, yeah. That is bigger than some people's houses, that yeah. bed. Like, this size, huge. So that's what really funny is there
0: was a few days before Kobe passed away, and Shaq tweeted a photo of him in a bed, and someone went, you know the bed's big when Shaq looks small in it? Yeah. And he just looked tiny. Yeah. But Shaq, it... Shaq was that character that helped Kobe get to the next level at that point. Yeah. They were known as like the guys in the NBA. Yeah,
1: they, they had that
0: partnership, didn't they? They were charismatic where other people were rough. So mm. while. But the great thing was, Kobe was working so hard to be a different player and he, he was working to be better, to be Michael Jordan, to be that level. Right. And you could see from very early on why he'd been drafted so early. He was drafted by the Hornets and then traded to the Lakers, but he was a lifelong Laker.
1: Weirdly from everything I've picked up, it doesn't seem like he had the natural talent of, of some other people No, But yeah. worked hard to make... A bit like Cristiano Ronaldo like, versus Messi. Like, he put their hours in to become at that level. Yeah, and to, to stay at that level uh, as well.
0: And also, whilst he was very talented in a different way, you always talk about Conor McGregor talking about creativity and mm-hmm. things like that. That's where I think Kobe was really interesting because a lot of people, I think, stay within their industry. He was famous. you just get a text from Kobe and it would be like, hey, it's Kobe, I need to talk. But this would be to like Spielberg or yeah. Brad Pitt or... Well, of because he had
1: that movie.
0: Yeah. What is it? Did it get an Oscar? Uh, it was the. Uh, it was a short film uh-huh. and it was basically... I can't watch it now. Uh-huh. Heartbreaking. Like, it's about his love for basketball. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: I can see your eyes welling up straight <laughs> away. Um, yeah. The guy had a way of speaking that, even as someone who wasn't into uh, basketball, you watch him talk, and uh, there's that close-up movie where his face is right up to the camera, and uh, it's striking because I'm like, "Fuck me!" Like, uh, you when you speak, it's very, it very cuts through. It's life. Like you can see. (laughs) It's all right, dude. No, this guy was important to you. I can see that. Uh, It's sad because a lot of people, they've been bringing up uh, things he did in the past, sort of pointing the finger going, "Um, this is, he did this. There was a rape allegation. I think you need to say it when you're talking about his life. Like There was a rape allegation
0: and... um it was, it was difficult to deal with. It was a young Kobe Bryant dealing with that at the time. Mm -hmm. It was in an era when the media and especially LA was going through a lot of like very racially charged, um, tense situations. Mm -hmm. And people felt like they were looking for black people to pin things on. And that's no excuse for maybe what happened between Kobe and this girl. They settled out of court just to be absolutely clear, um, before it became a civil case. Um, and it, uh, that really changed Kobe's
1: life. It changed the way that he was seen. Yeah. The, uh, was that in the same era that Tyson was accused of it? Uh, I think a little bit was after it, that, but around, it, it, it you feels say like, it's within that decade. It does that. feel like the Mike Tyson situation um, was the beginning almost of major sports celebrities And and let's be honest, it's still ongoing to this day. Conor McGregor, Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, it happens. Like, If you have that kind of wealth, you have to be so clean, so careful. And I'm not saying that these guys are all innocent, but I feel like there's definitely a light... There's clearly a higher probability the richer you get and the megastar status that all these guys have that... How are all of these guys all accused of the same thing? Like, surely yeah. they, they, there's, there's people out there who are, are victims, but also there's opportunistic people out there. Sadly, we're living in a world where it's very hard to come by money, and if you can seize that moment, some people seem to want to do that.
0: And I think uh, you, we can never say uh, what
1: really happened, because that's clearly between yeah. Kobe and one other person. And it, For the record, for everything I understand about it, though... Uh, there's there's different degrees of situations like this uh, where unfortunately some people get into situations where they're really badly hurt, really brutalised, and it is terrible. Yeah. And it does seem like this was a, a grey situation that was hard to understand it, exactly what went on. It
0: comes across that way, and actually
1: it it's almost as if it
0: doesn't matter whether it was uh, how grey it was. Oh. Those kind of things almost need to be treated in a black and white way, and I think what it did do was change Kobe's mentality to how he was what? with with other people. Okay. And I'm not saying he was scarred by it. I think it actually... It was a lesson. It was a real lesson yeah. for him. And there's a great interview early on uh, not long after that obviously i said a great interview it was a really meaningful interview uh-huh. where he talks about the name kobe bryant you couldn't say it and it not be associated with that yeah and it was at that point where he picked up the name uh black mamba he he gave it to himself he was like i needed an alter ego he said i'm i'm it's like bruce banner and the
1: hulk all right okay so like like batman
0: yeah i can't be that I can't be Kobe Bryant anymore. I need to be black Mamba. Uh And so he cultivated this Mamba mentality not long after that. And the name comes from the assassin in um, Kill Bill. Okay. And so he cultivated this because being Kobe Bryant was so negative at that Uh point. And he needed, he couldn't go out on the court and be the bad guy in the way that he needed to be. Uh Because the bad guy was accused of something horrific. Okay. Uh, So it was a real change in his mentality uh-huh. and i think in many ways it shaped him into it, being it, the man he became yeah. and it's probably another reason why i'm not am not discounting the accusations but it was part of why we probably also became so affectionate for him is because um, he it began to make you, he began to make you feel things uh-huh. even if you hated him
1: that as a sports fan very few people will make you I feel i get you i get you there's so many players of all sports over the years where The ones who make you feel something stand out. And uh, McGregor, I guess, uh, in the UFC has particularly sparked that brain of all the other fighters now. And whether or not they want you to love you, uh, love them, hate them, they're trying to make you feel something now. And players who do that are like they're the most fun to watch but
0: there's those people who are so committed to it that they live it mm. and there are other people who are just like yeah it's a job, and you know I'll be a bit of an uh, mm. an asshole when I 'm out there or whatever but Kobe had this understanding of him being the bad guy or mm. being seen as the bad guy that it just showed such a wisdom and vision beyond the sport and knowing that you' you're not he's not defined by what happens on the court, but he is choosing to define himself mm. by what happens there and that was a, there was a great eulogy in Esquire magazine and it was, um, sorry, a tribute to him. And it basically said, can I find the exact quote? Because It's such a beautiful way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I copied and pasted it for, uh, okay, so it's, it's actually by a, a musician. It says, in basketball, you can correct your mistakes immediately and beautifully and in midair. And Kobe was almost trying to live that, but in the entirety of his life mm-hmm. where he didn't want to make those kind of mistakes anymore. He... Wanted to take what he knew in basketball and apply that to his real life, and take what he knew in real life and apply that to basketball. And it made it so much more meaningful than it just being about we won, we lost. Uh, it was so much more defining of his character rather than of, you know, you being just the winner, which I've made seen it so much clips of him. What kind of player was he, though? Uh, he modeled his game on Michael Jordan, it's fair to say. Uh-huh. And there's the great quote from Jordan where, uh, they say a game one on one uv kobe who wins and he's like kobe and they're like what and he's like yeah cuz kobe took my moves but he he does them better than me okay so he's refined them really
1: what a compliment uh, like,
0: michael jordan can barely acknowledge that lebron james is you know, an era defining
1: player or yeah. possibly better. I've than seen him. him asked about LeBron. I'm sure when you went to Paris recently, you got asked that question mm-hmm. and he goes, LeBron's a great player, but yeah. he just leaves it at that. He'll never go me versus him. He goes, says this thing he where he goes different eras, different eras. Let's leave it there. To be fair, he's, he's got in all sports. to take like that. I think to compare, you know, Maradona to today's players is not right. But
0: it'd be like me, me comparing you to my girlfriend mm. and saying, who's better. It's like, I love you both. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That that's equally. It, Can we just get that yeah. in? No. equal? But and, <laughs> and you make me and you make me feel different things and that's that's good. Yeah. Like you and there's no point I should hope even, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends. But there's no point in comparing those two things because yeah. it, you get nowhere. Yeah. And maybe in the comparison, what most people try and find is they try and go, okay, this person is better. Yeah. But actually, the exercise of comparing people in is, sport yeah. is to find who's what the makes best. them beautiful, what made them so good. But people and want to know
1: who's the best. That's what other people think yeah. of it, though. Well, Who that, was universally accepted? Is it still? Uh, is it's, it's still MJ is
0: considered okay. the goat.
1: But I think a lot of people now are
0: taking James, uh, LeBron James, and Kobe's in the top five conversation. You'd say, M- main, and part of the reason Kobe's in there is he worked so hard. Mm. He um, was such a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing where, like, you can see him explaining to his daughter and like using his fingers, and he means it. He's not just sitting there and you know washing his mouth out with. Oh. Oh, this could be a great moment for me. Like, I'll get caught on camera, and it'll be blah blah blah. This was about him being a dad and explaining and passing on a legacy. Apparently, she was amazing as well. She was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I've and seen she that. well incredible in the sense that a thirteen year old can be, but. um, it was about redefining what young girls and what women could do, and especially young black girls and what young mm. black women could do.
1: And that's where the WNBA is amazing for that. There the, was one uh, sort of story told by a news reporter, this female who yeah. was. Uh, on about uh, the, the quote about him being a girl dad. Yeah. And how much he loved being uh, a dad to girls and how he's talking about his daughter and all of that and how, what a great uh, player she was and that. And, and it, just how
0: much he loved being a dad to girls. Yeah.
1: And, and and how his wife kept saying to him, like,
0: stop speaking it into existence. Like, she really wanted a boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a young baby again last year. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was saying, like, no, I was, I was overjoyed when I found out it was a girl because mm-hmm. I just love girls. And the the
1: wife was still annoyed that they hadn't had a boy. Yeah, it's fucking heartbreaking for his family because they've got so many young kids now who've got to grow up. But you know, it is nice that they're going to have so much of him. The NBA will take like that. That community will take care of those guys there for the rest of their lives. Like they'll never want for anything. But when 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 regular people die, sad as it is, sometimes we don't capture them enough. We don't have footage of them. We never, you know. So it's hard to tell people who didn't know them, what they were really like, but they're, they're going to have such a, like, it's never going to be the same, but they're going to have so much of him without having him there.
0: And so much to, yeah, to be able to treasure and those kind of things. And then I think there is, while we're talking about the comparison between him and MJ, there's a great compilation on YouTube that I think everyone needs to go and see if you
1: want to know. We, we'll try and put it over here right yeah. now.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, the NBA is not good at not striking people, which I like. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, Put an MJ move where he's—it's a fadeaway or whatever, whatever move it is—and oh. then they will show you the exact same move executed to perfection, body shape, everything by Kobe yeah. to the step, like almost to the millimeter. You could put them over each other like uh, that, yeah. and he's not. As, as if it's layered. a computer-generated
1: thing, almost. Yeah, like yeah. it's
0: like you're playing 2K and the, the same graphic. Yeah. it's crazy and. He's been practicing that all the time. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to be able to be that way. He wanted to get on that level, and he wanted to match Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan
1: had six rings. He had five, et cetera, et cetera. What is the record for championship wins? I, th- uh,
0: I think it's much, much higher, but it's in, in, it's in the olden era. All oh, right, There's, okay. there's so people the mo- like Kareem and people in like In the that modern just, day, it's yeah. like fives are a lot. Uh, yeah, fives are fives a massive haul yeah. because it's so hard. And the same hard to build a dynasty, and that's what he was famous for initially, was the three-peat with Shaq, so yeah. between 2000 and 2002, that's three NBA championships. That was the last time it was done,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. So hey, it, I tell you, I've been That's learning. good.
0: The Warriors were going for it, but they, they uh, yeah. So the three-peat, um, and yeah. that was defining, because also Kobe's so young at that point, point. Yeah.
1: and then Shaq You see him, you see him on videos, uh, which is so funny, Kobe on, piggybacking on Shaq, and it's only later when I looked at his stats, I'm like, Kobe was six foot six. Yeah. That's how big Shaq is that he could piggyback a six foot six. And five. that's
0: the funny thing, is that uh, that's almost like a metaphor for the way that people saw their relationship was that Shaq was carrying Kobe, is that's what they thought. Like, you know, he's the big guy, he's the more experienced one, all these kind of things. But Kobe clawed his way into that conversation and was like, there was a game where Shaq wasn't in there, Kobe took over. And people see that as a defining Kobe moment where oh, it's really? like he showed people, right, I'm Kobe Bryant, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what I'm really worth here. And he basically proved them wrong. There was, it was a weird relationship
1: because on the one hand, they're teammates, but on the other hand, there's a clear rivalry between them as well. There's also a
0: tension because there was a falling out, which uh, there was just a falling out, we'll say.
1: Okay. And um, Shaq clearly resented part of that falling uh-huh. out, and Kobe was clearly proud. Shaq seems a like way. a very emotional guy as well, whereas Kobe seems a bit more level-headed in interviews. The, the, the tribute from Shaq uh, with... The guys on
0: TNT. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, like, it's terrible. Because um, he, he talked about his sister dying as well. His sister, yeah. but he also just talks about the regret of not knowing him better. Or yeah. um, And so those two were close, and then Shaq left and went to the heat. And one thing's at the heat. Mm. But it was seen as, well, that's it for Kobe. It's a bit like Steven Gerrard. Mm. Uh, he's on his own now. Marred at Liverpool. Like, you know, yeah, he's he stuck. Uh, he'll have to trade somewhere else. They'll never build another team which will win the championship. And then goes on and wins more. And you're like, wow, this is incredible. It was a rebuild which you'd never have thought could have happened. Uh, and, and, then, was...
1: and then people appreciated
0: him more, I assume. Uh? Absolutely. And not only that, but every time he won, the praise was purely around it being like, well, Kobe may be that player. There are, there are moments where... Um, there's someone called Sasha Vujicic. Vujicic very average player. Playing alongside Kobe, this guy became a mentality monster. Like, he's taken some free throws, he needs to hit them, and that's where you basically, it's a bit like a penalty. But for some weird reason, players really struggle with them. You're standing at the line, and you've got the net right there, mm-hmm. there's no one in front of you, and you can just put it in the net. Shaq's uh, free throws, terrible during his career. These are easy buckets that you it's can get. It's a bit like get. penalties though, huh? No? Yeah, oh. but they're seen as very hard to get, because you can't take your feet off the ground, so you can't do the normal body motion. Mm. And it's as if Kobe is the one taking the free throws because you can see and his eyes look different. He's focused. He's ready to do it.
1: And you're like, that's Kobe Bryant's influence on this guy. And this is one thing I picked up 100% from all of the tributes and everything that's happened since then. He seems like the player who influenced an entire generation. And there was one basketball player who they were sitting on a panel and he goes, um... You know, Jordan was before my time. I mm. grew up with Kobe. Mm. Kobe was the man mm. to all of us. And he was like every player in the league now, they don't know Michael Jordan. No. They know Kobe. Yeah. He he is their guy. Yeah. He's the guy they all aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're all upset. They're all crying. Yeah. Because it's like, I guess like nowadays players like you mentioned, Stephen Jarrett or someone like that, like losing a guy who's still so young. And not only that, but like Kobe was famous for reaching
0: out to people yeah. and uh, having... It, so every summer, the NBA guys all get together and train together. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter who the team is. So you'll you you will have uh, the a, g- a gym rather than... Yeah, and they'll get into clicks. And you'll have a gym rather than your, uh, where people just go and... Is that how LeBron became mates with him then? I think LeBron came, became close to him in the Olympic team of 08. And it was famous that in 2008, Kobe was the guy on the team who right. was going around and being like... Here's where I think your game could be better. Here's where your footwork could be better. And, you know, really giving him, really giving tiny tips, showing that he was watching them on the court every night. And when, even then, he can be like, no, you need to change this. Your shooting form's led along. Uh, You know, you're clearly not focused during the games. I do this. Have you tried reading this book? All of them came away and were like, wow, you know, I didn't think that someone who was such a competitor would, you know, do... And also, he's caring about them. Yeah. As... As people yeah you know what i mean and that's something i think happens a lot in in the nba is like people will share uh knowledge but there's also funny stories like a journalist said i was interviewing kobe once and uh, i was talk. i asked him afterwards i was like, i'm really struggling in my job um and i'm trying to get better and higher and he's like but i think i need to be a better leader like what can i do and kobe's like try this book but he's like you dare tell lebron about this book and i'll kill you <laughs> and the guy was like what and he read the book and he was like, I could see where Co- some of Kobe's ideas were coming from. But what was funny about it, he was like, you could clearly see Kobe had read this book, but not taken the meaning the author had wanted. He'd taken the Kobe meaning out of the book oh, like- and then gone, this is for me. Yeah. And that shows like such a strong mentality what a, what, uh, a student he was mm-hmm. throughout his life. And that's one thing I think I want again, I want to quote him direct, uh, directly because he said um, what Mamba mentality is and it's a really nice quote. He says, Mamba Mentality is a constant quest to find answers. And this guy was
1: always looking for more answers. Mm. And, and greatness. That, that is greatness, yeah. by the way. And, I, and I've seen that in many different people. Um, you know, we've mentioned McGregor. But even uh, there was a bodybuilder I, I listened to, a podcast about called Dorian Yates. Mm-hmm. And he was like, everyone was out there going to a trainer and getting trained by them. Mm-hmm. He went, I got my own answers. I did my own tests. I put it to the test. So mm-hmm. I didn't. it didn't work. I got rid of it. But like, and I think... Uh, in every champion, that yeah. is what is in them, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. It's funny because I'm sort of learning about him a lot more after he's passed, not like yourself, yeah. Um, but the more I learn about him, I'm like, all right, I see it. I know why this guy was who
0: he was. The weird thing is now he has passed away. Mm. We're learning. There's so many secret small stories that. Oh yeah. You know there was a book um, that Bill Simmons, massive podcaster in the states. Uh, like the Joe Rogan almost of basketball, mm. wrote a book called Basketball, to, uh, The Book of Basketball. Mm. But he was also a massive article writer and he wrote something about leadership once about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and he gets that text, it's Kobe. And he's like, and now, this is a funny thing, right? Bill Simmons is from Boston. Um, uh-huh. The Celtics yeah, yeah. hate the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, sure it is. No. And Kobe replies something like, no, come on, you Boston asshole. It's me. And he's like, Sure, okay, I'll give him a call. And then when he picks up, he's like, Sh- shit, it actually is Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Like. And they have this long chat about leadership, about what he'd, he'd observed, all these kind of things. Bill goes back to him a few years later. He's like, I'm thinking about writing an article on that. He's like, no, that was off the record. You never talk about this chat with anyone else ever again. Kobe was just going around to people and just like picking up little nuggets of information. And also giving them nuggets as well. And that was the thing. There's another guy called Kyrie Irving who... I think Kobe related to because Kyrie came into the league with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh-huh. and the Cavs had LeBron James, the shack of that era. And Kyrie was coming in and was clearly struggling with being the second guy to LeBron and didn't like playing second fiddle. Uh-huh. Goes to Kobe and asks him advice. And there's this lovely story when they finally win a championship, uh-huh. like Kyrie. He's celebrating and champagne everywhere. They're in those champagne goggle things. FaceTime in Kobe. And he's like, it worked. Like uh, your advice worked. And I was just like, wow, like, that's crazy. That he goes around giving people little nuggets. The Im- impact on people's lives was yeah. huge. And people, people wanted to make it stick on Kobe that he was bad as well. And that his selfishness and that he was, this, he, was he wasn't a teammate for everyone mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing. And some people said, like, I couldn't be on a team with Kobe, it was impossible. Like, I'll talk about that in a second, but
1: a bit like a Ronaldo type situation,
0: a little bit. Oh. And then also, the advice he was given to people there was someone called Jason Tatum, he gave him advice. And Jason Tatum came back and had a very bad, like, not bad, but an evolutionary kind of uh season where he wasn't quite hitting shots, but he was clearly going for things, he was clearly not quite there. And everyone's like, That's Kobe's influence, he's selfish, he's blah blah blah. He's back this season, and he isn't so much better because he's perfected everything that Kobe Mm -hmm. gave him. Um, And then there were other people who the opposite where like Dwight Howard went to the Lakers and I think Kobe thought this is my new shack. Dwight Howard was a big center, massive guy. He didn't, at that time, he didn't have that mentality, and Kobe was so angry with him, mm. and I think Kobe would really push people, and push, and push, and push,
1: and sometimes it would break people. No, when you demand a lot of your teammates, I mean, look at Roy Keane back in the day, like, yeah. you either like it, or it breaks you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, that
0: for that reason, Phil Jackson, who's like the one of the Sir Alex Ferguson-level Ferguson of oh. uh, coaches in the league, said he was uncoachable, Yeah, because... He was coaching himself a lot. He'd do what he wanted yeah. to, and it would be a bit like, cool, we're fitting in with Kobe around this, or would you build around Kobe. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was a bad teammate, it was just that he was like, I, I am the best player on the team, so we should build him this way. Mm. And I think LeBron took a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's,
1: it's difficult to build a team in Isn't this Isn't it quite ironic that he had that relationship with LeBron, and now, after he's passed, LeBron is in his shoes almost, in like, the, Lakers, in the yeah. team, mm-hmm. and now everyone's looking to him to mm-hmm. sort of, win the league Mm. and they're trying to like do it for Corby and that and he's got this and he's went and got a tattoo on his leg the mama tattoo that's like that's mad that isn't it I think it shows
0: how like if you get a tattoo of someone's someone's meaning dude you you only get a tattoo tribute
1: to someone if you love them yeah he loved this guy clearly yeah
0: and I think so many people felt so close to him which is so that's the crazy side and he was the Lakers in this era. Uh, he is still the Lakers in this era. a one club man as well well LeBron passed his uh, points total in the league. Yeah.
1: What, where was he in the all in the time?
0: Uh, I, think it might have, I think he might have been number three. Yeah, he was three yeah, wasn't I think he was number three. And yeah. obviously LeBron's up there now. Um, but still, top five ever.
1: Yeah, it's and mild. it's going to
0: be so difficult to pass that ever. Yeah. And even if you're in the top 10, the top 20, that puts you in the top 0.01% yeah, of yeah. people who ever lived uh, more, less. Uh-huh. Kobe was so magnanimous about it, but LeBron had to do it away from Staples Center. It was almost as if he'd timed all right, I'm going to give myself about 10, 15 points. So the next game, when I'm away, I'll pass, I'll pass Kobe. Cause if he'd done it in Staples center at the house that Kobe Bryant built, he'd even boot off the court. Like yeah. no one would have accepted that. They would have been like, yeah, cool man, whatever. You're not Kobe. Like Kobe was a lifer with the Lakers and he dragged the Lakers back to where they were supposed to be as far as they'd seen right. it, and built teams that They couldn't have dreamt of building. He attracted people there because it was his magnetism. Uh He learned new languages just to be able to speak to those players. Oh, he was
1: a big language guy.
0: When he had seven languages, he learned Slovenian just to be able to talk to Luka Doncic, who's like the new great player in the league, Uh just to trash talk him on the side (laughs) of the court and then joke with him. And you're like, wow, like does that even happen? Is that even possible? Can you even he's doing things that you don't think are possible? And that's what's amazing about him. It's impossible to think of like, there's like, I've got, you know, reams and reams of notes here where it's like, you know, his relationship with Pau Gasol, his relationship with more senior players Mm. to him, um, the Oscar, the coaching, the mentoring, the fact that he was mentoring his daughter and making her
1: into this beautiful Mm. young woman. He was telling his mates, he was like, uh, wait until you see her. Yeah. He's like, she was better than I was at her age. Yeah. And you know, the weird thing about it
0: is, I know she's a girl and we, you know, people see women and men in uh, different, it's, different it's ways, more, yeah. but it was like looking at Kobe with long hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even the way she stood, the way her, Kobe had a very distinctive
1: neck. Yeah. I don't know why. It was almost she like- She seems different to his other daughters as well, but like the way he described them, he was like, no, this is the beast. Yeah. She is the beast of this lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it was also, it was a bit of a lesson to other dads out there who, I guess, see their daughter in a different light to the way they might see their son or they'd never see their son in that way you know you
1: talk about influence yeah. having because a lot of men naturally they want a boy that's just how they're built and um he made it sort of he made it different mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like you can have a kick-ass daughter and have do all the same shit you would do with a son if I you want to yeah like, if she's into that go for it cool. Like it you don't have to be like I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but not confident about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what I loved about him is whatever he had put in
0: front of him, he'd make, he tried to make the best of it. Mm. And if those people went along with it, Mm. then that, they'd win. They would be winners in life. And that was part of why he, why he was taking a helicopter on that day was because he wanted to spend more time with his kids. Yeah. And LA is
1: terrible for traffic. Apparently he was no notorious for it, like as in for years and years and years. He, he had so much going on in his days. He had to get to practice. He had to do all this stuff. He was like, I just helicopter everywhere all yeah. the time. And he gave advice to other people to do the same. Yeah.
0: Like he, Kawhi Leonard who plays for the Clippers, which is, you know, the you know the Everton, I guess, of, mm. of LA. He said, when I first came to LA, I called Kobe and, and, and asked his advice, like, how do you get around LA? And he was like, get a helicopter. And Kawhi Leonard gave his interview the other day and said, I had the same pilot. He was the best pilot. Like, hmm. you couldn't have... Um, you it, it couldn't have felt mm-hmm. more safe. It well, that's kind of probably
1: why that tweet came out from that kid in 2012 where he predicted it, because it's like, he was on helicopters all the time. Yeah, and... Uh, that I don't know. If there are people like that. I wouldn't suggest you
0: watch it if you're a big Kobe fan because I regret looking at it now. But the flight uh, record of when Kobe passed is chilling. Yeah. Because you, you, when I listened to, it, I expected to hear something from the the cockpit where it's like you we've know, got a problem, we're going down or something. Yeah. No, it just it's it just goes quiet
1: and it just goes. Uh, Can you sign in? No reply, and yeah, then it just disappeared. It, it sounds like, so it was a very cl- uh, foggy day, and they were not rising high enough, and uh, they were too low, and they flew into the mountain, it seems, and, and you, they were I, unaware
0: of it. And you'd hope for that reason, it, I, you know, yeah. I know it's terrible to say, but that it just, it, their lives went straight away. No, it would have been like, sort of
1: they knew nothing about it, hopefully, you know? Yeah. And
0: I think what most people think is, uh, Kobe was always a bit of an outsider.
1: Really? He, he seems at the centre of everything. But he... That was part
0: of his appeal was that he was so outside and so distant and so different. And he'd obviously grown up in Italy and then he'd... um, Yeah, he was a Milan fan. He was an actual football fan. Yeah. And his dad obviously was a famous basketball player as well. Um, And he hadn't had the upbringing that some of these other guys had had where, where like, you know, they'd grown up in the project. So they'd grown up in an area where they really felt what a, you know, like a, I guess a... The, the idea of being black in America at that point was that you'd grown up poor and all those kind of mm-hmm. things, and it was that you'd met rags to riches. That was the story in hip-hop at the time. Uh-huh. And he wasn't like that. He was not that kind of guy, but he got, he
1: demanded the respect of those guys. Yeah, because he, he had a way of talking that was sort of i don 't know he, yeah, I know what you mean he He seemed well educated he certainly didn 't come across like he 'd had the struggles that some people had yeah, and it didn 't seem like he'd had that uh
0: the deprivation that some other people yeah. felt in the same way, and so he'd almost had to not create his own, but he knew it gave him a vision of what he wanted to do uh-huh. and you could almost tell that with the way he spoke like he didn 't speak in a normal way, uh-huh. but he had a very compelling voice, and it commanded your attention yeah. and it's this, almost the same way in which he played, but he was so jarring. There were memories that people are talking about on podcasts I was listening to this week where they were live at the game, and they're watching, and Kobe was so much smaller than these rough guys in that early era, oh. but he'd just dive into the lane, which is like the bit coming up to mm-hmm. the basket, and just run. And just be like, hit me, hit me, hit me. And people wouldn't hit him. And he'd be going around them. He'd be like, he'd be dunking it. He'd be switching hands. There was one point um, I was chatting to a friend the other day and we both played the same NBA 2K. Uh, uh. He did this thing where he rolls the ball off the backboard, runs through the crowd and dunks it himself. (sighs) So, like, it's a pass to yourself. Yeah. And the joke at that I do time, that on
1: Rocket League all the time.
0: Exactly. And that's the funny <laughs> thing. So, but, like, the joke at that point was that, you know, uh, every button on the controller is passed to Kobe. Yeah. Kobe had created this where he now is passing to himself and then yeah. just dunking it. They had to put that in the computer game next year because so many people wanted it there. Wow. That's what... Imagine that in the computer game
1: there are buttons that do the thing that you did. Yeah. That's, that's when you're changing the game. Like, that's Like, literally, he changed yeah. the fucking game. It, it's incredible. Yeah, I like that. And
0: the, the level of respect, it's not only that, but he became a bit of the player's player. Mm. And I know there's respect from outside the sport, but to have the players, like you always say this, to have other people on the platform respect what the you peers, do. The peers, yeah. For yeah, sure. to have your peers and your elders uh-huh. respect what, what you rivals? do. And your rivals. Yeah. Is incredible, mm. and other people who were his rivals, they like Kobe was in the gym at three a.m. Kobe, were, so there was there was another one from I think it's the Olympic team in 0- 08 or '12. Someone turns up at practice at eight a.m. and he goes, "Kobe looks like shit. Why?" And everyone's like, I don't, "Just just leave it, all right?" And he's like, "No, seriously, man. Like, he looks tired. Like, we, how can he be playing?" And a coach comes over to him. and He's like. The reason he looks like shit is because he's been here since three a.m. training till seven a.m. He showered, gone, got changed, come back out, and doing real training with us
1: now. Like, who does that? That's, a man, I mean? that's a man possessed, or isn't it? That's like, a determination yeah. on steroids. That
0: yeah, and know. and how, like, just think about that. Think about if if you wanted something so badly, you would sacrifice sleep, you'd sacrifice mm. all these things in order to get to that point. It's incredible. And the fact that he won three with Shaq, but then won more with people who weren't expected to win it.
1: It felt like after Shark, that was it. Like, yeah. all right, good job. You yeah, good I mean? job. You've got your three for the rest of your career. Done now.
0: Maybe move around, yeah. you know, go see something else. But he beca- and I think it was Ice Cube who said he became part of the glue of LA. Mm-hmm. He was, he represented what LA was good for. Yeah, us.
1: The, 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 there was the icons of the, the area, and he was one of them. Yeah. I like just seen a picture of Nipsey Hussle as well like, yeah. uh, on Instagram with him, and it was like Kings of LA type thing. Yeah. You and left your mark. Yeah. And, um, there's West, who's a famous player for the for the
0: Lakers as well. And I think he's known for not being particularly emotional, but
1: he cried in the seen LeBron was crying. LeBron uh, was crying. Did you see LeBron's speech? Yeah, it was really touching. Yeah, he threw the, the his written speech away and went, I'm just gonna go straight from the heart sort yeah. of thing. And that's a very I, He's a manly man as well, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, you could say like that was very that was him being as emotional as he gets, wasn't it? He's an alpha dog, yeah. yeah. And he, wa- and in many
0: ways, he took that inspiration from Kobe. And uh. I think Kobe, the funny thing was, Kobe Bryant inspired other people in other
1: sports. So I think he inspired people like Connor to yeah. be the way they are, be that unique. Uh, wasn't it David Beckham who put out a tribute saying, like, when I watched him, I was like, how can I take from that yeah. and use it on my game? And of course, Beckham lived in LA. Yeah. And those two were known. Yeah, they were uh, near each other. Yeah. Uh.
0: And then it, it's, it, it's that level where Kobe went beyond the sport and it was seen as... um he wasn't the greatest Laker of all time, but uh, I think it's Bill Simmons who did say he's the most memorable Laker of all time. Mm. There are other people who maybe, you know, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or someone like that, who feel like maybe they'd done more for the organization in, mm. in a, a way of winning things and changed basketball in a different way in, in the past. But you just remember Kobe because of the way that he did things mm. and the, the way
1: that he won The games. documentary you told me to watch. Kobe uh, Doing Work by Spike Lee. What's it called again? Kobe doing work. Kobe doing work. Yeah. One thing I enjoyed is so that he is narrating it, and they've got him on the court, and he's he's as someone who doesn't know basketball, it was even more fascinating because yeah. I'm like, all oh, right, there's a there's a fuckton that goes into this, like, um, and you see him making his moves, you see everything that he's he's talking to the other guys, constant, and he's telling you what he's thinking, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. I was like. Wow, this is giving me like a whole different perspective on the game mm. itself. It was and brilliant. That documentary is really worth
0: watching. Mm. You can find it on YouTube. We can't put a link in the description, yeah. but just search "Kobe doing work." And it, I think it's
1: uploaded. Yeah, in I like 10 how honest he is as well because when he's making the shots, he's literally saying, "I wish I was out there right now." Like yeah. I, I'm getting goosebumps just watching this. Which is and such and a he's great like, vibe. I'm, "I'm actually." You, you can't see him in the recording booth, but you, he's like telling you, "I'm literally doing the motions with my hands and like I feel this." And I love the I love the start of the doc where Spike talks about him coming to
0: Madison Square Garden. That's where they'd meet and record the yeah. voiceover. And on that night, Spike's like, you better not score a lot tonight. Kobe goes out and scores 60, 62, something like that.
1: No, and my favourite bit of that interview was when he goes, um, I, I was more motivated because yeah. that he was doing the doc on me. Yeah. And, then, and then they look at him, he goes, Genuinely. Yeah. Like, I'm not joking. It's
0: incredible. And that's the same thing with the last night that he played. I think he went on TV and Shaq was on the show. And Shaq said, like, go out in there and score 50 for me tonight. And Kobe was like, he went out and scored 60. Mm -hmm. He dropped 81 points in a game, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Like, he, uh, against Toronto, yeah, against the Raptors. And that was seen as a flex at that time. Uh. And he inspired Giannis, the young guy in the league now. Uh-huh. But in that documentary, what I loved was Kobe, Kobe's appreciation for the other team uh-huh. as well, which was the Spurs, which was my, my team. Those two hate each other. Like The Lakers and the Spurs really hate each other to the point where Greg Popovich, who's the Spurs coach now, would not trade their best player to LA. He was like, you're not going to LA when this guy wanted to leave. And he made him to go to Toronto before he could go to LA. Okay. So they really hated each other. The Spurs got a player, barely any offensive ability, purely defensive ability, just for facing Kobe. Like, you got a tiny roster, and they knew at some point they'd come up against Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And they got Bruce Bowen, who, who Kobe talks about being that old school guy, who puts his fingernails into you, those kind of things, really bothers you. Mm-hmm. Imagine getting a player, one of five, just for that. Just for that one game. For, yeah. And he he made his way into the squad, and uh, Popovich was a good coach, but he was seen as that defensive guy, the guy who, when we played against Kobe, he would always be hand up in the face, hand there, hand there, mm-hmm. hand there. And you just think he che- that changes the culture because you are changing the way that other teams play just to deal with you. That's insane. That's when you're on that Ronaldo Messi type shit, really. Yeah, You can't... And, I, you know, I'm, I'm in many ways, in the same way as people call you a casual fight fan, like I'm a casual
1: basketball fan. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'll watch i watch as much as I can. but well, not,
1: not casual at all, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But,
0: like, you'll watch, you'll watch as much as you can. Yeah. But Kobe was the reason I bought a basketball net for my backyard Yeah. Like... I wish we had footage of you. I think I've got a picture of it somewhere. In fact, I think <laughs> I've got a video of it somewhere that I'll try and awesome. dig out. But he was the reason that I got into uh, basketball in such a way and wanted to play from watching him. Uh, and, like, what's... Bigger than that, yeah. right? he literally changed. They're retiring his number. Of They're course. retiring both both, both, both of his
1: numbers. numbers. So eight and twenty-four. I thought when they said this, they were retiring his number from the team. I was like, that's nice. They went, no, yeah. oh, no, the league. Yeah, I was like, imagine that in the Premier League. That's like. The number, Any team can now not use 8 and 24. And if you think about it,
0: they're retiring in a time when this generation wears that number in tribute to Kobe because Bryant. Because of him. Yeah. They
1: want to be like him. Yeah. It's like the number seven at Man United or whatever, yeah? It's yeah, a big it's the deal. Same, at
0: Liverpool, you would retire the number seven. Yeah. That Man United would retire the number yeah. seven at Barcelona. You know, all these kind of things. And they are going to, like... I, I think some of the players are still wearing it in tribute and those kind of things. But in time, they're going to phase those two numbers up Yeah, And yeah. also,
1: um, there's massive calls for the logo of the NBA to be changed to Kobe. To Kobe, yeah. Which, which is, is... It's got 700,000 signatures as well. Yeah. It's very difficult to change that because that's such an
0: iconic logo. Yeah. But I think the retiring Dude, of the... It's been there a while, though, man. Freshen up. But yeah. Mm. I mean, and it's a very similar shape, the Kobe yeah. body, to that anyway. And then... Um, Excuse me, at the All-Star game, they're going to play in number two for Gigi, who's his daughter on Mm -hmm. one team, and everyone's going to wear number 24 for Kobe on the other team. Oh, they're going to do a tribute match, So the the All-Star game is in exactly two weeks from now in Uh Chicago. Um, So it's going to be a big... I think that's just going to be one long tribute Uh to Kobe Bryant, basically. Because if you think of it as well, it's not only that Kobe played in a famous era Mm -hmm. for the NBA, but I was looking down all the players he played with Mm -hmm. and against... He's played against LeBron. He's played against the best Celtic team of the modern era. He's played against um, the best Spurs team in this modern era. You know, he's played against the Mavericks. There have been some incredible teams that he's played against, Mm -hmm. and they've had to adjust just to play him. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't down to his fantastic uh, natural ability. It was down to the way that he thought about the game. Down to the way that he yeah, he was the director.
1: Ironically. Yeah, that's on, so true. Yeah. On the call, I don't know much about basketball. It's true though. He was telling people constantly, do this, do this, do this, yeah. do this. And I was like, wow, like this guy is a captain of yeah. the team, 100%. And it must, be, and I think- in, I do did they have captains in basketball? I, I think even,
0: they have those key guys. Okay, you got max yeah. cap players, yeah.
1: and, uh, you got cap and people who- No, he was a general out there, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. And not only that, I mean, uh, he was a massive uh, advocate for Nike as well. Mm. Like he originally played in Adidas and then they lost him to Nike. Mm. And that was seen as like, the big
1: Dude, loss. have you seen the memorabilia? It's it's been yeah. like you can't buy it anywhere. Like no. People are stopping selling it because the prices are going crazy. Yeah. Know? That's what's crazy about it, because I, I
0: um I was used to stream Kobe doing work online and then when he passed the day that day I bought it on Amazon. I got it through in the mail today and they'd still left the Oxfam sticker that they bought it from the the shop. Really? On the front. They'd sold it for $1.99 in Oxfam. <laughs> and I bought it for like £20 because I, I wanted it that badly. Okay. And I was just like, oh, thank God I got this before it mm-hmm. was all gone. Because it's one of my favorite. Apart from the piano and the black and white moments in that documentary, mm-hmm. which is just terrible. Like... It's an amazing piece to watch and mm. you see what leadership is and apparently he really studied leadership like ridiculously closely He was very famous for giving business speeches for people who wanted to become business mm-hmm. leaders and he was uh, He was gonna be the guy that when uh, Nicholson passed away those were gonna be Kobe's seats like Jack Nicholson very famous for sitting on the side of the court of the Lakers and, yeah. You know being that guy Uh, Kobe was going to be that guy next I think a lot of people thought and he'd take his daughter along and those Uh kind of things Um, so I think people feel the loss of the fact that he was 41 Mm -hmm. and it felt like there was still so much potential there are three phases to Kobe's life young Kobe Lakers Kobe post Lakers Kobe the dad and he'd had three years to to build that what we thought there was so much potential laying in him and there was so much potential in what it could be and you, I guess now, so much will be done in Kobe's name, but you just wish he was around
1: to see it. Yeah, I feel like the the women's game is going to benefit a lot from the support he Usually. threw there. Yeah. And I think a lot, obviously we spoke about the allegations earlier. The thing that I
0: thought when he first passed away was like, I know that people are going to mention that. Uh-huh. And it always comes out in the fullness of time that when you're evaluating someone's life, you'll look at the good and the bad. Yeah. I just wanted like 10 minutes where... It wasn't about like, but look at this. What this guy did wrong?
1: Look what this I've guy did. I've got a did. point about that actually. Because, well, for a start. When anyone dies and you look at their life mm-hmm. through a microscope, there's going to be, especially when you're that famous and that wealthy, you're going to have things that you fucked up on, Absolutely. whatever, right? And I'm not giving him a pass if he did anything wrong. Like, you, you have your say about that thing, but let's keep it in full context and go, was he a good guy who made a mistake or was he a bad guy who did the occasional good thing? I think people can make their own minds up on that. I've got my own opinion. But talking about the bad thing, there was a comedian, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this yet, um, called Ari Shafia, who's yeah. been on the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. And interestingly, Joe Rogan has said nothing about this. Yeah, um, Ari Shafir, I didn't know at the time, but when uh, celebrities die, um, he often goes against the grain as a joke and shits on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the video? I've not watched the video okay. deliberately i wanted, i, I wanted, wanted to just um show you this because like you're saying about the the people who jump at the chance to bring a bad thing up yeah um, and by the <coughs> way, there are certain people who in life maybe
0: they maybe they didn't show remorse or didn't th- if Kobe did do something wrong, then let's define that as his second chance and his chance to make good mm-hmm. despite what's happened to someone in their lives mm-hmm. Some people will do something terrible in their lives and just deny it. Never try and make, never try and pay the penance for it. Never try and make. They won't hold it. their hands up. Kobe but... Bryant was—you could describe—it's like a Scrooge or Christmas Carol type story where you have those, you have that moment that changes your life. Yeah. Not everyone does that, and not everyone will go out there and go, uh, "Oh, cool, yeah, I'm going to change my life." Yeah. Most people will double down. Sometimes he did the opposite. He doubled up. You know, oh. he, and it changed so many other people's lives because shout out that.
1: to miss. Um, yeah, we've got uh, <laughs> so this This is the video. Uh, I just wanted to see, get your reaction because there's been hell on good about this Always a lot of like hate pain in the world and It's always a bunch of terrible stories and every once in a while. There's a good story. A good story comes out the Guy who got away with rape Got his today Kobe Bryant he is a god. I'm here in Charlotte, the home of the team that originally drafted him. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have raped that chick in Denver if he had been if he had stayed in Charlotte with the Hornets. But anyway, the point is, dude, it's like. So you got the point. Um, he he then put a tweet out as well saying um, the problem is all these. Um, I think he said leftists care more about basketball than they do about protecting women or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he doubled down, ironic. Um, now he basically can't do a show. Good. Because he's in that much danger. Right. And there's, there, he was oh, right. scheduled to do a show, I think, in New York, something like that. And there's been death threats already phoned into the next show. He was on a tour. And I think he had, uh, was had a special planned. Or, it's all gone. It's all done. I mean, he's had to lock his Twitter. Everything's shut down. Uh, Brendan Schaub and uh, Brian Callen yeah. covered it on their podcast. And they were like, we know this guy, but fuck me. We're not defending that. Like, And Brian Callen rang him up yeah. and was like, uh, I think he texted him or something. He was like, you're fucking out of order. Yeah. Like, That isn't, he he basically explained it away on his Instagram, going, Every time a celebrity dies, I do this as a joke to counteract the godlike status that they're given because they're hero worship the most when they die. And I'm doing it as a joke. There wasn't a joke in that. There wasn't anything funny. There was, like, I'm not saying it would have been excusable if there was a joke, but at least then you'd be actually right in what you were saying. Yeah. Nah. And and, uh, the guy's basically just fucked his whole career. And I'm, you know, I'm a massive Rogan fan, but. Ninety-nine percent of people know who Ori Shafir is because of Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm expecting like something. I'm expecting him to have him on to 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 have it out with him. Joe Rogan or, obviously lives uh, as spent a lot of time in L.A. In his Joe life. Rogan's the the king of the comedians in terms of yeah. Like he might not be the best comedian ever in your opinion, but they gravitate to him. They know he's got he's the most influential comedian or one of the few in the top three in the world right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so. He, I just think it'd be interesting to see if he has anything to say about that because this guy's just killed his career. It's also just really tragic because, I, like I was saying, like,
0: I don't think we need to spend a lot of time or dwell on that. But I also think in order to give a full evaluation of someone's life, you have to be honest about it. Mm. And I'm a massive NBA fan and, I, you know, cards on the table. I want to work with the NBA at some point in my mm. life. And I'm fearful of talking about that thing because mm. I think, well, what if I talk about that and they don't like what I'm mm. saying about that? Or, you know, they don't want to mention that. But you've also got to be honest and you get credibility in the way that Kobe did from being honest Mm -hmm. and pushing people. And I think he was talking about that, like he was always striving for honesty in his relationships Mm -hmm. with his wife, with all these other people, because it would get the best out of them. That honesty will get the best out of you in the end. Even if it feels painful in that
1: moment, you can push through that and that honesty will shine the light and maybe what you need to see and in in life, in life there 's one thing i 've learned about that is uh, having those uncomfortable conversations with the people around you is the most important thing to have the best life together yeah. as a team like you know uh, it 's a, a mature it 's a hard thing to get your head around and when you 're younger, so if someone hurts your feelings for example it 's a lot easier to be angry at them and hit them with anger Absolutely. rather than going you 've hurt my feelings when you said that in so, that the strength to to do those have those conversations is, is like huge it's also the strength to explore that mm. and the strength to be i think kobe was a creative
0: and you need some creativity sometimes to explore your own emotions mm. because you have to think of a new way to think of your emotions because uh, put it this way you know when you're a kid you're watching a disney film or whatever it's very black and white a lot mm. of the time where it's like this person's the bad guy this person's the good guy and kobe showed that gray area where it's like i'm the bad guy but you're, if, gonna, love you're gonna love me. you're gonna love me he said Bear in mind, Philadelphia is, you know, essentially his hometown. Um, they played them and they went, so are you are going to change the way you play because it's Philadelphia? I was like, nah, we're going to rip their heart out. <laughs> and you're like, that's like me, uh, you know, playing for any football team and, being, and me playing Liverpool and being like, you're going to go easy on them? I My response as the nice guy would be like, well, you know, it's Liverpool. But if I turned around and went, I want to rip your yeah.
1: heart out, people would like, And it makes your, your hometown... People hate you. He got booed at the All Star yeah.
0: game because of that. But obviously, um, he now they're paying tribute to him because he, mm. he made them feel something they wouldn't well, have felt just, otherwise. It's respect
1: at the end of the day as well. Be grateful yeah. to
0: these people for making you feel something that like you very rarely feel. They're giving you something in life that you you can't get so often elsewhere. That's why people love watching a podcast. Why they love listening to it because with people are making them feel something. Uh. And actually, in in modern society, I thought there's a lot of things on social media about numbing people, about you know just being you being able to get through the day because your job's difficult or whatever. Kobe was the opposite of that. He was about making you feel so that you. Would get through the day, not just being like, yeah,
1: cool, just another day. That's true inspiration. That's not inspiration on a insert, you know, lame caption on an Instagram picture of me doing squats in the gym. Yeah. That is real inspiration where you're speaking to me. I watch what you do and what you say to me connects in here. Mm-hmm. And on a create, what about the creative thing? Real creative people, the risk takers, the ones who aren't afraid to look stupid, they're the best. Yeah. They are the best. Without question.
0: And Kobe got accused of being corny a mm. lot because his life was, some things he did define as very mm. black and white and it was about, success is black and white mm. sometimes. Or it can, He realized it's not black and white, but it can, the way that people talk about it is binary. It's either successful or you're not. He saw that gray area and he was creative enough to realize that if he could exploit the bits in between, he would be seen as a success. And that's how he crafted his legacy as a man.
1: And when you talk about successful people, they often do get accused of being a bit corny. Because they say things and you're like, uh, all right, mate, all right. Us, us real people, we can't just do that. You know what I mean? But actually, when you apply the principles to your life, they do work. He lent it into it as well. It isn't bullshit. Yeah. and yeah. He, Also, you know
0: what I loved about it is some people, when when there's criticism, they'll shy away from it. Or they'll uh, they'll just re- rebuke it, yeah. move it away. Kobe leans into it, so he was seen as corny. There was a series of sketches online, where and in on like TV commercials or the SNL type sort of things, where he deliberately played that character and lent into it. So yeah. people were like, oh, he never stops talking about this eighty-one point game. <laughs> and there's this great sketch with him and Jalen, I think it is. Mm. And basically, he scored eighty-one points on this team, and they were like, he never stops talking. Mm. Or he, people never stop talking about it sees this guy in a nightclub. The guy walks over. He's like, hey, man, good to see you. And there's this clear tension. The waiter comes over and goes, hey, man, can I get you anything? He's like, yeah, I'll take an espresso. He's like, do you want sugar with that? He's like, yes, please. He's like, how many? He's like, 81. <laughs> and the guy's looking at and there's this moment. And then Kobe's like, I'm just fucking with you. Just give yeah. me one. Mm-hmm. And it showed that he had this self-awareness yeah. to be able to embrace that. There's the great commercial with Kanye West where Kobe is just at the front giving this inspirational speech. Yeah. And he's saying all this, he's basically saying what he, what he thinks. And Kanye West is like, how can I be better? And he's like, he keeps saying all these, you know, truisms. Uh. And Kanye West just goes, what the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Uh. And Kobe's leaning into it and embracing the fact that people don't like some of the things he says. Mm-hmm. I, that doesn't happen on YouTube. Like, it doesn't happen in so many social media sites. You're either canceled or you're not. You're either funny or you're not. Kobe understood how to craft that. Okay. He did that in sport as well.
1: I think we've done a lot there, and it's it's. I've really enjoyed this. I want one final question for you. What's your what's your lasting memory of Kobe Bryant? Um,
0: the excitement of waking up and watching those highlights online,
1: and well, you were up in the middle of the night, type thing uh, to watch uh, them.
0: Yeah, and then up in the morning and thinking, let's watch that. Let's let's look at this, and wanting to recreate what he did. And I think it encouraged a lot of people to go out on the basketball court and try and do what he did. And then it made me really just love playing basketball anyway. Mm. And he was a, that's the inspirational side of it is that he got me out there to go play. And like, you know, it's the same as if you want to pick up a camera, if you want to be a director, all those kind of things. It was that, I watched him and it made me think, I've got to go and play basketball. That's like life giving, that's like life defining to me.
1: Um, and it gave me so many happy memories. Thanks for sharing that, mate. I really appreciate it. And uh, well done for not crying. I need to go cry now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later, everyone. Thanks for watching. Hit the like button, subscribe. Cheers.